have your way in our midst. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you're all welcome to church. It's going to be a very short service. Um, I believe that all of us have heard uh, the things from our president and uh, how he's expecting all gatherings like this uh, not to come on for the next four weeks. So one of the things we're going to do tonight is to see how we can put in place very good uh, meeting strategies so that we can know how to meet in our different uh, zones and all that. And uh, I believe that this really is what the year of shepherding is all about. And this is when we are going to see our shepherding. Uh, is that Fred? Fred, are you with us? Okay, try not to be on your phone and things like that. Otherwise, you'll be off what is happening. So, um, the year of shepherding, this is it. This is it. I mean, our prophet prophetically prophesied that it's going to be a year of shepherding. And um, we can see that the ability to gather people in different places is now going to uh, be uh, tested. And our shepherding abilities is now really going to be seen, whether we are really good shepherds or not. Amen. So, uh, today, just to encourage us, um, it's a message Bishop Dag preached one time, and I just thought that I would uh, emphasize it uh, tonight, because I believe that even at that time, he was more or less also prophesying, you know, and um, he preached about the underground church, the underground church the underground church. Hallelujah. So, uh, when they say something is underground, uh, it's, it's clear, isn't it? Uh, it means that it is under the ground. So, what you see up here, this building, most of the time, this is what people see. Is that when you come, the church, then it's like, ah, this beautiful edifice, that's what people see, you know. But there is another part of this church that nobody sees, which is the under here. I mean, it's only those who were here when the place was dark and all that who probably have an idea of what went on down there. But I'm telling you that if that down has not been there, this app will not be here. And many times, it is the app that people see and applaud and uh, uh, flow the fans because it's like that is what it is. And inside the church also, it's the same thing. Uh, there are those people that nobody sees, but they are working. They are working. In fact, without them, the church will not be where it is. And then also, there are those who are seen. Those come and stand in front, 
like the pastor comes to preach, or maybe Pastor Richard comes to give some announcement or things like that. It's like the people who are seen, and maybe the uh, ashes taking offering or the uh, airpostars moving around, that looks like the nice part of the church. And um, it looks nice, and everybody claps for these ones. But the real people who are making the church work, we don't see them. On Sundays, you see them on the field. They are trying to gather people. They are trying to put people in buses. They bring them. Even when they come, they come and sit down with the people. You don't even see them. And you can easily not think that these are not important. But I want us all to understand that the real church, the real church is the underground church. Amen. It is not what we are standing here doing. The real church is the underground church. And that is what keeps the church going. And you will find out that in times like this when we cannot now come together for the, is it the super ground people to be seen and all that. That's when we see the importance of the underground people. Are you getting it? Because right now, if the church is going to go on in a certain way for us not to lose people, but still have people around and all that, it will depend on the work of the underground church. The things that they will be doing to gather people in different areas, the things that they will be doing to ensure that people are put together in small groups and they are meeting and there is some kind of fellowship going on. That is what is going to keep the church going. Yeah. You know, I was just saying that, I mean, what would happen if we didn't have any kind of basentes or these type of things? What is going to happen? You see, and this has been the wisdom behind the, the, the idea of the Basentes. This is it. So, if we are doing this thing well, this is the time that is going to be tested. And we are going to see whether the, the, the thing we are doing in the underground is really proper. Because when the foundation is not good, the building will not stand. So, Pastor Richard, your people, this is the time to see whether they are really doing it. Or, yeah, you know, one time we were in Korea uh, a few years ago, and I see you also there in Jesus' name. And, um, you know, Korea has very nice buildings and all that. And uh, we were just passing by a place that they had now come to put up a building, and they had put something around. I don't know who went to peep, and they said, guys, come and see. Charlie, when we went to the place, hey! The hole that had been dug there, it had gone down. And you could see what kind of building they were going to put up there. You know, these here in Ghana, our buildings that we put up is just some short, short, short buildings. When you go abroad, the buildings are very tall, you know. And so you can see that to have such a tall building standing there, 
the foundation that is going down must also be very deep. Yeah. So how deep is our foundation? How deep is our underground church? How solid is our underground church? How equipped is our underground church? This is the time. This is the season that is going to be tested. And we're going to see whether like the president has given us four weeks, after four weeks, we will come back even bigger or we are coming back smaller or even disintegrated. Oh, it shall not be the latter. It shall be the former in the name of Jesus. So it's very important, the underground church, what uh, goes on. And this is what makes churches uh, 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 stay longer, you know. Sometimes people don't even understand why God will even hide you. And sometimes that's the wisdom behind some of these things, that we can still be there in small numbers, but we are flourishing. Yeah. Because sometimes even as you come out plenty and then Charlie, the devil, now you become the target of the enemy. So when you are there small but flourishing, it's, it's, it's even better. Yeah. So I believe that we're going to be underground and be flourishing underground. When you go abroad, eh, one of the amazing things, when you go under, like you are up on the streets, you are moving, then you are going down to join the, what do you call it? The sub, the underground train, blah, blah, blah. Hey, you'll be surprised that there's another world underground there. That is also moving people, restaurants, this, that, that. As some are walking up there, there is another group of people down also living life everything is going on over there you see so that is how our church must become that you may not see about underground we are we are working and something is happening and all the areas are growing and it's going to work in the name of jesus Two beautiful examples that you, you will see in history is the uh, Foursquare Gospel Church. How many of you have heard of the Foursquare Gospel Church? You haven't heard of it, Margaret? You haven't heard of Foursquare Gospel Church? It's a very popular church. It was started by a woman by name Amy Semple McPherson. I mean, if you read about her, very powerful woman of God, very anointed, just like Catherine Kuhlman. You know, but she started this church and um today i mean where she was that church no longer is if after some after she died that whole thing just collapsed but she started many small or smaller groups so many which spread all over the world yeah and that thing is what has kept the church going up to now. Amy Semple, my person died, is it the early 90s or when did she die? Eh? Early 90s or, oh, are you sure? You people, you're, when did she die? She died, or in the 70s rather, or 80s. 
Okay, you just find out for me. You know, but her church is still thriving. I remember a few years back, I was in Lagos with uh, Bishop Dag. He went to preach in one of the four square gospel. In fact, when you go to Nigeria, the four square gospel churches are there. The churches you see, Redeemed Christian uh, Church. And then another church that comes up this thing is the four square gospel church. When did she die? She died 19... She was born in 1890 and she died in 1944. Yeah. Early 19s. So, 1944, that's when she died. She was born 1890. So, she lived 54 years. Yeah. But her church, after she died, that church collapsed. That building, whatever, is no longer there. It was even sold for something. But it is the, the small, small, small groups that she did that has spread all over the world. In fact, everywhere, even in Ghana, there's four square gospel church here. Yeah. As for Nigeria, there is there. Just like how the redeemed church is also there. Have you seen redeemed church in Nigeria before? Hey, redeemed church is wild though. They can have two church buildings. One here, one here. And they are all redeemed church. But this one is a different church. This one is a different church. I don't know how they do it. And they are all full. <laughs> you know. But this, when we went to Lagos, eh, hey, the people, there were so many, that's the first square gospel church. There were so many that they, there was like a camp that they were having. Some people came from Monday to Wednesday, and some people came from like Wednesday this day to Friday. It's like the people were so many. But it's just small, 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 small groups that came together like that. So you see the wisdom in having something like that. It's like Church of Pentecost. Church of Pentecost, you see them they are around as if they are not around though. In Obuasi, I don't know how many they are. I mean, when you walk just on this road, every place, and even just on this road alone, like four, or, or, there are three here. It's one here, one there, one there. Four. Yeah. Just here, Jeffrey. You see, and then when you move to the other place, you see them there, all over the place. That is the wisdom that keeps the thing going. As you have these small, small groups, and they are there, you never see. Yeah. So, Foursquare Gospel succeeded with this underground church thing, you know, and that is what has kept them. So, it's like you may think that you have destroyed one area or whatever. Oh, they are more around that you don't even know about, but they are there. Yeah. The second church that also survived with that kind of thing is the Methodist Church, founded by John Wesley. The Methodist Church also, after it was founded, in fact, Rick Joyner, when he had his vision and he went to heaven, he met with John Wesley in heaven. 
Rejoin him when you read his visions. No, of my heaven, calling it the It's like, it's that you feel like going to heaven. He talks about meeting Adam. I said, ah, Adam. Hey. <laughs> he met Adam, cry, was talking to Adam. He said, Adam told him that we are laughing at him. His mistake that he made, that we are making even worse mistakes than what he made. That's what Adam said to him. Wow. Charlie, would you like to go to heaven and see Adam and other people and come back? Yeah, it's too wild. Anyway, you know, but he met John Wesley. So he was asking John Wesley that what was his secret? What made him succeed and do well? And John Wesley told him that it was the small groups that he started. They used to call it, and they still call it so, class. In the Methodist church, when you go, they have class, uh, like Bible class, whatever. My mother was a strong teacher of one of those classes. She has, she has, she has invited me once to her church to teach her class. And people, mm, you know. So, these classes, meeting, and it's like how we do the Basenta Bible study, you know, sharing, whatever, discussing. If people have questions, that's the best place to go to and ask your questions. You have answers. That is the thing that kept the Methodist Church. In fact, from that, because later they realized that people have peculiar problems, so that's when they brought up this women's fellowship and men's fellowship and all that and then eventually. But that thing is what has kept the Methodist Church. And they have gone on up to now. There's Methodist Church everywhere. Everywhere. How many do you have in Obuasi? A lot. Yeah. And they are everywhere. When you come to a crowd, you have Good Shepherd Methodist Church, Calvary Methodist Church, Mount Olivet Methodist Church. And they have very nice names too. Eh? Freeman Methodist Church, Gadiel, Aqua Methodist Church. They have all these type of plenty. You know. But it's the same wisdom of the underground church. That is the thing that we also want to really emphasize. We have said it. It's been a real struggle. But I believe that what we are having now is going to make everybody who says you are a shepherd, you are a basenta leader, to rise up now so that we can gather people and have meetings in different areas. Can I have an amen from somebody? All right, so let me give you like five reasons why this... Um, underground church is a good thing that everybody must join and especially women because one of the things that is going to happen women are going to be very vital in these end times ladies are you listening to me you are looking at me as if you don't understand what i'm saying you are the you are the ones i'm talking to you know bishop dark says that every woman has four qualities and uh is it four three which is what makes them I mean, it can be a camp, but just this thing. The first one is their talking abilities. Hey! They can talk. If you're a woman, 
make use of your talking. Use it to, 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 to win souls. Yeah, not just be chatting, gossip, gossiping. Hey! Sometimes the gossip is too much. Eh? Church, are you there? Marjorie, are you with me? You look very bored. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Gossip is like, whoa, 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 have you heard? Did you see? Did you? What? Hey. No, 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 no. That is not what God wants us to use our talking for. Use it to talk to people. And I believe that in these times, if we can gather and have meetings that we are gathering, we should be able to do one-on-one witnessing. One-on-one. There must be a lot of one-on-one witnessing. Person to person, soul to soul, heart to heart, uh, whatever to whatever. You know, there must be that. And if you are somebody with talking abilities, this is the, this is the time. Eh? Or what do you think? Pascal, you are not a, a talking type. Number one, what a shock. So, one, you're talking. And number two, you're feeding ability. Yeah. That is why you have been giving breasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Women have breasts because they, they have a feeding ability. Yeah. And then number three, the ability to reproduce. Yeah. Any place where there are no women, it doesn't grow. The place is dry. It's women that brings growth. It may look like, oh, whatever. But once a woman is there, it will will let some other things be there. Even children are around. Once women are around. Hmm. So, their ability to reproduce is this thing. And then, number four, their, their natural, um, what's the word? Natural uh, appeal. Appeal. Yeah. I mean, no matter what, once people see a lady, there is something that is attractive about them. Yeah. I mean, a, a lady, I mean, they, they, they have it. They can use it to attract people. Your, your natural appeal, that alone, can make you attract people that some other people may not do. Like the other day, Francisca brought a taxi driver to the church, you know, and he made, her, made him stay in the church, stay for the service, you know, and gave his life to Christ. You will see that a man may not be able to do that easily. Mm. Natural appeal. But just because she's a lady, I mean, the guy was, oh, now she'll be seeing the way she's looking, and it's okay, I'll follow you. <laughs> it just becomes soft. You know, so ladies have that. And that is the thing also about you that should make you rather be the ones to do ministry very well. Yeah, and help with the church growing. So uh, these are things that every woman has that she needs to make use of. Now, reasons why we need to have the underground church. Number one, it helps you to be humble. 
It helps you to be humble. Humble, humility. Yeah. Now, why do we say that? Because now you too, you begin to understand the difficulties in the thing. <laughs> Some of you, when you sit here, we call you for meeting. Hey, we do this. And that. Now, you two, go and do it and call the people, see. And when you arrive in the church and two people are sitting down there, you know, it will really humble you. You will begin to understand certain things better. Certain siniazos. Do you know a siniazo? Do you know a siniazo? A siniazo is an uncontrollable situation. You cannot control it. Yeah. So everybody get into the underground church. You become humble. And the underground church, there's no star. Nobody's a star. It's like Charlie, it's, it's the underground. <laughs> yeah. All play all. It's not like uh, this thing that you are coming to shine. Come and stand here and you're, you're shining. Uh, uh, then everybody see, you know. This one underground, nobody is there to see you. Yeah. So, that is one good reason. And of course, I'm telling you, when you become humble, God will exalt you. Amen. Humility is always the foundation for exaltation. And that's how God is going to promote us. Especially when people become humble. God is going to lift all of us up. Yeah. So everybody, there are some people, let me ask for me, we like this type of high, whatever. Listen, the way things are going now, you may have to go to another underground church and be there and help there and do the work there. Just be there. Amen. Yeah. Sundays we will have some minimal something maybe in my office because they say we shouldn't gather. This gathering, we're just having a short something, you know. Sunday, we just have a minimal something, something small, you know, so that everybody can be in their area underground church and be there. Amen. You know, when you read the Bible, pardon Uh, oh, like a small group of people. When I say minimal, like about 10 people in my, I've gathered in my office to just do a service. But we'll transmit it for all to watch. <laughs> or I still haven't explained. <laughs> my wife is there. If I make a mistake, she corrects me. Yeah. So, um, what was I going to say? <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, when you read the Bible, especially Romans chapter 16, if you can put it there, uh, from verse 1 down to, downwards, Paul was writing to the, the Romans. But you could see he was writing things about churches in different homes or houses. You know, can you put Romans up there? Romans chapter 1 from verse whatever, you see. I commend unto you, Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at, what's that, Centuria or Kentria, or where is that? Centuria or Century. And then continue verse 2. It says that, that you may receive her in the Lord as becoming saints. Whatsoever business you have, verse 3. Uh, greet 
Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ, verse 4, um, who have laid down their lives, verse 5. Likewise, look at that. Greet the church that is in their house. You see, yeah. So that's clearly an underground church, which is in the house. But it's a church. It is called the church. So like we can meet in somebody's house. It's a church there that we are having. Fully, few people gathered. We're having a church fully. You see. And then he goes on. Salute my beloved. This verse 6. What that is a great Mary who bestowed much labor on us. Verse 7. Uh, salute Andronicus. Uh, all these people. Verse 8. Uh, great Ampleas, verse 9. Okay, salute Uban, verse 10. I'm just trying to get there. Salute Apelles, approving Christ. Salute them which are of Aristobulus' household. So there was something happening in Aristobulus' house. Yeah, it was a church that was going on there. All the people in that house, the church. You see, so it's like a basenta, this thing that was going on. 11. You know, salute Herodion, greet them of the household of Narcissus. You see, Narcissus' house too, they were having church there. And then verse 12, he said what? Tryphena, Tryphena and Tryposa, they, they were wild though. Salute beloved persons, labored much. People don't have names for their children. You have, if you have twins, Tryphesa and Tryposa. 13. <laughs> Salute Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, and mine. Verse 14. Salute this, all the brethren with them. 15. Um, salute these people, all the saints which are with them. But you see, they are a group of people. Verse 16. Salute one another with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Kiss, the churches of Christ. Salute. So, you see that Paul was writing to groups of people. You see, so the people in uh, uh, the people in Kabrafusu, uh, uh, the people in this thing, you know, the church that is gathered in that house, that is what we are trying to do. So that we can have all the people gather and every one of us must just humble ourselves and be in these churches. Amen. Yeah, you are still connected, fully connected. Don't, don't be thinking anything. You are fully connected wherever you are. So everybody, we must ensure that all the church members are there. Otherwise, people will just scatter all over the place. Are you getting it? Number two, we need to have the underground church to bring understanding to everybody. Understanding is very important. Without understanding... We will, will be broken and broken into pieces. Yeah. Sometimes people don't even understand why they need to stay in church. And such things will bring understanding to people. Why we need to stay in the church as we come. Sometimes as we study a few things, some things that people couldn't understand before, now they can understand. Yeah. And then also, um, people can even begin to understand why those who have even left, when they are coming, we need to handle them with care. Are you getting it? Hmm? 
when you get to a certain, you will begin to understand and appreciate anybody who has left, who must come back, the way to treat the person. Because sometimes the way we treat people who are coming back, it is not nice. Sometimes people are made to feel like, what do you want here? What do you need here? What, what are you coming? You've left. Why have you come back? No. When anybody is coming back, the person must be accepted well. Yeah. She didn't look at the person with a certain eyes, like, bad boy, you are now coming back. Bad boy. <laughs> After you have gone, prodigal son. You know. Many times, it's the senior brothers and the senior sisters who don't welcome the returnees very well. Oh, what I'm saying is not true. Yeah. It could have been any of us. People get into trouble through no fault of theirs. Some things happen. But if they have come back, let's receive them well. We need each and everyone back in the church. Yeah. Welcome back to Jesus. You know that song? Yeah. Welcome back to Jesus. Good to have you back home. All right. Now, the next reason why we need to have the underground church because it will prevent people from becoming aimless and useless. <laughs> yeah. Matthew 9, 36. I'm sure we know it. We've said it over and over again. But Matthew 9, 36, the Bible says that when Jesus saw the multitudes... And he saw that they had no shepherd. He knew that they were going to be aimless and useless. He was moved with compassion because they fainted and they were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. The Amplified Bible, maybe that will help us. You know, so let's not allow the people to become aimless. You know, like we are saying, because the new directive that has come, is for us to have viewing centers and also even for church members themselves to be watching Facebook at home. But can you imagine church members watching Facebook at home? <laughs> One, either they just go off the thing and become this thing, or they may not even have it, so they will not do it. And they will become aimless. So when they wake up, they are moved. Today I saw some little boys. I could see that because school is on vacation, it's like Charlie. <laughs> There's no school. They were just walking around and they were just. I said, look at these boys. By now they would have been in school. But thanks to uh, Corona. They are walking around. And I'm, I was even just wondering that. Ah, did they even help them? Because. Now that they've told them to go home and be there, look at them. They were walking around the areas, throwing stones and, oh, say, look, look at it. Oh. Aimless. Yeah. They can even easily catch the thing with that. You see. So that's what can happen to our members if we don't try to put them under shepherds. Because Jesus said they were what? Dispirited, distressed, uh, some other version says aimless and all that, like sheep without a shepherd. Amen. We don't want our members to be aimless, do we? So we need to put them together. Number four, it will help you to become a worker also. 
when you are in the underground church, you will see that you are needed. Many of us, when we come, we just come and sit down, doing nothing, virtually nothing, because you don't do much. Yeah, maybe quite a number of us here are doing a lot of things, so it may not be so much applicable to us. But there are lots more people who come to church on Sundays who really don't do anything. You know, so maybe such a thing will raise up more workers. Yeah. Maybe there are more people who can teach in the percentage. But now we can't tell because they are all seated. When they come, they are just enjoying the super ground church. But the underground church, you must also rise up and do something. And that is what we are trying to encourage. So, um, a lot more people can work. And um, sometimes you don't even know that you can cast out demons. <laughs> that you'll be faced with some demonic issues at the underground church. You need to cast out the demon. Then you see that, Charlie. You got the ability, crap. Hmm. Number what? Four or five? Five. You will mature quickly. You will mature quickly. Because... I think that many of us still, we have not matured into real shepherds and uh, real Christians. You know, we still have need of milk. Yeah, and not of strong meat. According to Hebrews 5, verse 13, 12, 13, 14. Strong meat belongs to them who by reason of use have their senses exercised. And they are able to discern between good and evil. So now, we are expecting more people to mature. Amen. And will mature quickly. And it will only happen in the underground church. How many think that the underground church is going to help us? Yeah. At least by the president's this thing, the next four weeks, we'll be having underground church fully, fully. And number six, you will have a good degree in the underground church. Amen. Not a bad degree. May you not have a bad degree. May it not be that as you went to the underground church, you rather became a disloyal person. You started having ideas. Yeah. That, oh, Asoma, Mikra can even prophesy and cast out demons. So, You know, but the Bible says that they that have used well the office of a deacon, they have well purchased to themselves a good degree. Hallelujah. Oh, may you have a good degree. Instead of catching demons, may you catch anointing. Instead of catching an evil spirit, may you catch the grace of God in the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah. I mean... One of the things about the devil that is so distinct is, is his uh, lack of respect. Umbuadi. Anytime you see anything, anybody not showing respect, it's a sign that demons are around. Or even the devil himself is around. If you are dealing with somebody who doesn't respect you, when he talks to the person, he just talks to you anyhow, just walks out on you, and all that. Know that Satan is around. You are dealing with Satan. Yeah. So, 
I pray that what is going to happen to us is not lack of respect and a certain kind of attitude, but rather we're going to be humble, we're going to mature, we're going to become workers, we're going to support in what is going on. Hallelujah. So what are the six powerful things or seven powerful things that will happen to us in the underground church? Number one is what? Help us to be humble. So we're going to be humble. Hallelujah. Number two is what? We're going to have more understanding in the underground church. You will begin to understand things better. Number three is what? It will prevent people from becoming aimless and useless. We need to have this underground church. And listen, beloved, every one of you must support. Like I said, if we are not going to have church services, then we can't have everybody around, just a few. But the rest must all enter underground, enter underground and work very hard. Hallelujah. So that we prevent the others from becoming aimless and useless. Number four or number five. We are now going to become workers. For many of us are joking. We are not really working. But it's time to do some work. Hallelujah. And we are going to work. Number five. We will mature quickly. Oh, I see you maturing very quickly. You'll be surprised that you have matured. You, You understand the Bible very well. When you take the Bible, you will be able to explain scripture. Say, hey, is that you? Say, yeah. You've had to grow up because as you are also talking to the people, you must understand the thing yourself. Yes. And number six is what? You have a good degree. You have a good degree. And I think we can add number seven. We will become more united. Yeah. We will become more united. As we are coming together from different places, small, 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 we become more united because we know that where we are, we need each other. We need one another. And so wherever you are, we will stay connected. We will stay united. And we're going to build a mega underground church. If they bring any such thing again, we are still there under working and it's not a problem at all. Yeah. The devil felt that he's going to destroy us, but rather we are going to become stronger. We are going to become better in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you so much tonight. Thank you for a wonderful season you have ushered us into. Your word says that all things work together for good. To them that love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. And so, Lord, we believe that all these things are working together for our good. We're going to become a stronger church. We're going to become a more mature church. We're going to become a church with more workers. We're going to have a church with more people with understanding. We're going to have a church with more people who are maturing quickly. In the name of Jesus, we're going to become a strong, united church. Thank you, O God, that we're going to be a force to be reckoned with in this land of Obuasi. We give you praise and we give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.